0: Hey folks, welcome into to the Irish Theatres podcast. As we roll into the, beyond the second half of the season now, as we're getting closer and closer to really the biggest weekend of the year for us, for, for Cedar Nation, and we're we're, we're going to talk about it down the stretch. But first off, I'd love to welcome in uh, my esteemed co-host, Jimmy English, Dave McKee. Jimmy, um, you're sitting there very excited. I know we're we're almost there. You've got We're the hotel, there, Michael. cars packed. The the fuel's in the car. How excited are you, man? Uh, the the Steelers jersey is my
1: my brand new Steelers jersey is hung, so it's as uh, crisp and fresh as can be for the for the watch party. No, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for it now. It's going to be a, a fantastic event. Look, get to meet you boys in person for the first time in in so long. I've never met Dave in, in person before. We've been doing a pod, this podcast for months now. So looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to to meeting some of Steelers' nation in Ireland as well. Uh, like It's going to be a great night. There were, there were some big names announced as guests. And like I think we're all going to have an absolute ball, to be honest with you. Uh, what jersey did you get for Sunday? I'll tell you, I have a Colour Rush block number TJ Watt jersey with the numbers stitched. I went all out, so... Uh, going to be going to be throwing that bad boy on and representing on on Sunday evening. So look, looking forward to getting getting a couple of couple of pictures with
0: you guys and, and having a chat in person. Yeah, I think I think we're going to try and get a podcast done in person after, or at least a photo video. I will just have some fun, and um, we will come back to the guest in a minute, Jimmy. I think like let's, well, it's unreal. So we'll we'll give it as proper sort of per se. Um, Dave, good to see you. I'm I'm excited to meet you as Jimmy said. I've met Jimmy several times in a great way and looking forward to meeting Dave this weekend as well. Dave, um, on a scale of zero to like 100, how excited are you right now But like this weekend?
2: 101, Michael, 101. I know I'm a bit of like the man behind the camera at this rate, you know, I haven't met either of you in real life, but obviously it's it's going to be happening this weekend. I'm just like you, both excited. Um Not going out as, as far as Jimmy, you know, he's got the, the stitched up TJ top. I'm just going to my... Sort of old school to Juju Smith Schuster, uh, number nineteen top. So that's that's what I'm planning on. And um yeah, as I say, you know, i have been buzzing into this night for for a couple of months now, and it's ever since it was announced. And it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a b- bizarre feeling watching Steelers in Crow Park, you know, on a big screen and with with so many legends around as well. So looking forward to it. And honestly, as I say, you know, the next few nights are gonna maybe be a bit sleepless, you know, thinking about. It. But yeah, here we are, and. um You know it's hard to beat. You know even watching, you know the Steelers actually against the Browns as well to make it even better. So we'll talk about that a bit more. But yeah,
0: can't wait. Yeah, we'll jump into that in a second because there's so much to talk about, uh, and we'll get some feedback from the latest game as well. Uh, There's so much to talk about this weekend. I'm getting excited even listening to the boys right now to be honest with you. But let's, uh, I guess, look. Let's look at Week Ten. Just first off, I was in Germany, so I literally had to get up Monday morning, watch the tape, watch as much as I could. But I will say one thing, Jimmy, like the Steelers must be one of the best teams that are represented in Europe, and didn't see it as much last week at the Chiefs game, but there was so much black and yellow uh, at that Patriots game on Sunday, not that we're going to talk about that, but it was just great to see so many ones, and you said, here we go, having a bit of having a bit of crack on them, and they are all interacting, and they were like, to recognise you from Ireland, they were talking, they were talking about the Steelers coming to Ireland at this watch party and stuff, so yeah. it's cool that it's going past borders, and um, a lot of English there as well, that, that were in Steelers colours, and they're all very excited slash a little bit jealous. I don't blame them, but they'll be over for the watch party. Uh, more importantly, right now, great to meet so many people who are Steelers fans. But I said last week, Jimmy, could you imagine going into this watch party six or three? That is exactly we, what's happening. Beating the Packers. We we, we we dare to dream, Michael. We we always dare to dream. And uh, look, the Steelers
1: turned out. Uh, I was just thinking there earlier on. The, the Steelers, they actually, they play, it seems like they play for one for, for each other, that they play like a team, you know, there's, they never really get down on themselves. There's no finger pointing. There's no arguing on the sideline. They, they really came together strongly there over the weekend, overcame adversity. And I would like, it wasn't the highest scoring game, but there was, there's a lot of positives to take from it. it a second, second game in a row where there was a, a, a an interception to seal the game. In, in the dying moments, we finally got the run game going. And uh, there was a, there was a several standout performances and Jalen Warren had 101 yards rushing his first ever 100-yard game as well. So, I mean, we'll take it it and run second in the AFC North, fifth in the AFC overall. I think at this stage of the season, you couldn't really
0: ask for any better the way things have been going. And it's funny because you've been very vocal about Jalen Warren and about Najee Harris in this running back room from the minute we started this podcast. I remember sitting in Limerick at the flag championships watching the preseason, and I remember you were talking about how, You really believed he was going to have that breakout year. You with PFF this week, he was the highest graded Steelers offensive player for back to back weeks. He's making obviously in terms of his yardage, but he's making so much more of an impact in this team. Jimmy, um, he's such a a dynamic
1: player. He's such a dynamic player, Michael. I mean, you see, he's he's effective in the pass game as a pass catcher. He's such an explosive runner. He puts his foot in the ground that he's gone, but he, he he's able to zigzag and he has a little bit of spark to him as well. And he's just, I mean, the Steelers are blessed now to have a one-two point, of running back. You have Najee Harris, the big, strong, physical runner. And then you have a bit of a change up back in Jalen Warren as well. So, look, I, I'm loving it. Long may it continue. Uh, you know, we can say that we have two, arguably, arguably two of the best running backs in the league at the minute. And they both got on the board on Sunday
0: um, and put yards up. So, yeah, look, let's let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling going into the game against Cleveland that we'll talk about in a wee But First off, Dave, we were sort of briefly chatting in that WhatsApp group that we have at the moment. It's a fun group, folks, I'm not going to lie, about this game. You seem like you were on the edge of your seat for this whole game. Steelers keep us sweating on you, don't they, do each week? But here, win's a win, take the win, run for the hills. The only thing that's going to matter come the end of the year is that record and paper, man. No, as you say,
2: like it. it... It's not easy being a Steelers fan because you, you know they, they do put a bit of pressure on your heart. Like, but as um, I say, you know we we mentioned in the podcast last week, Mike, we do sort of tend to let teams like through the back door a little bit, and we never seem to have this clinical touch that'll let us finish off an opponent. But at the same time, it shows as well. Like we, we can win in these so called dog fights where the scoring's very low and um, the pressure's on in the fourth quarter. Albeit, you know, this this week we weren't. It was actually the first half where we sort of we got seventeen points in the first half. I mean, when was the last time that was happening? Um, but at the same time, it does it, it shows that we can actually stick in with opponents. And if it push comes to shove, that defense is ready to step up, just like in the last drive. You know, they I was sort of thinking when, when Jordan when Jordan Love managed to connect with his receiver down the line, and I was thinking, oh God, is this the moment where we're going maybe not going to come up with it? But at the same time, Patrick Peterson he came out in clutch with that intercept all. Well, he, he battled it down, you know, with proven his, his clutch play. And at the same time, you know, in the offense, as Jimmy was saying, uh, you know, Jalen Warren has had his first hundred yard receiving game. And it's hard to believe at the start of the year we were sort of not cursing out the running game, but at the minute it's looking like our easily our, our biggest strength. So as I say, you know, this this two headed monster that, that Jimmy's mentioned, as I say, you know, he was very high on Jalen Warren at the start of the year. And I was I was a bit like let's let's pump the race on it a little bit, but you know what he's proven like I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, was comp very much like Austin Eckler You know how he runs, and how like I think he had a, a run at one point where you couldn't really see, but by the time he, by the time he'd like, he like you could be even be brought down, he had like a twenty yard gain, and it was like it was as, it was as crazy to see. So just watching the game back, you know, we do sort of tend to let teams come in a bit, but at the same time, it's going to um, cause us a, b- a bit of uh, handiness coming into the second part of the season. So six and three, who would have thought? And uh yeah. It's it's hard to believe and ended up going into the watch party, you know, we're we're over well over five hundred and
0: it's hard to believe from a couple of weeks ago saying that, you know. I feel like we should have got like a bus or something and then pick Jimmy up and draw holiday out of this just the excitement. party bus. Um <laughs> here, Jimmy, quickly like let's let's talk about the defence. Defence on Sunday allowed the Packers to convert for ten of sixteen opportunities in third down. I think eight for sixteen and third down, two of two and fourth down. Uh TJ Watt we'll hear from him in a second saying that the defense needs to get off the field quicker. They were on the field for too long as far as he's concerned. High expectations from a pretty high part off pretty high part defense. Still ways to improve, though, especially going against Cleveland this week when Cleveland really put a market on coming back in the way that they did. Yeah, I think the defense
1: has played at such a high level, Michael, that we've come to expect near perfection from them. But we have to remember we're missing a couple of key players. I mean, um, Mika Fitzpatrick missing for the second week. We, his presence, the uh, lack of presence, was definitely felt on the back end. I think where we gave up a couple of big touchdown touch, uh, p- passes and touchdowns that we sh- necess- like shouldn't have necessarily given up. Um, I mean, we still had two interceptions and I think a couple of sacks. So the, the splash plays were still there. We just gave the receivers too much space. I feel. I mean, and that came down to some possibly some inexperienced players uh, f- filling in. I have to say though, Keanu Benton, won an absolute beast! He came in rookie, late mid mid late draft pick, and played like he like he'd been on the, the defensive line for years, and um, absolutely stuffing the run, playing like an animal. So I mean, there there's definitely positives to take away, I and mean, we only allowed nineteen points. So I mean, it wasn't it was far from perfect, but the, the same as always, the defense brought the team on its back and and, and grabbed out the win. Um, the only concern now is the lack of depth at inside linebacker. Obviously, we were down Cole Holcomb, our, our signal caller. Um, Quan Alexander suffered a, a torn ACL or a, might have been his Achilles.
0: Achilles. It's
1: like the most yeah. dominant injury in the league yeah. this season. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So we're down now to, our, to essentially our, our third string inside linebacker. So we're going to need to sign some cover there, hopefully, during the week. Um, yeah, Just hoping that these injuries don't come back to haunt us. Uh, down the stretch and hopefully hopefully minky can get, get healthy and get back on the field
0: uh, sooner than later as well. Yeah, obviously our thoughts are with the guys that are injured, especially Kwan that went down the street, out, out for the season. And Dave, while there was that initial happiness with the win and you're and you're always buzzing when you win a game. Gotten to see Kwan go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Hayward saying where you don't get excited at six and three in the season. I'm excited you Sam? should we should we come the breaks a bit here i think we gotta keep going man gotta keep going we're not we're not gonna lose any games there we're gonna go seven and three this week
2: no definitely you know Cham Cham hayward obviously knows a lot more than us you know in terms of like being six and three but at the same time you have to sort of forgive our optimism a bit you know a couple of weeks ago you know this offense in particular was getting slayed in the press and it was just you know a lot of people didn't believe in us so uh, although I sort of agree with him, right? We're only halfway over halfway through the season. Now. It's hard to believe can saying that, but and there's still a long way to go. But like, look, look at the AFC North. I mean, with the Bengals losing yesterday, the Browns beating the Ravens. This record, it, it's it's very important at this rate. And um, you know, it's just ready. We have to obviously step up next week against the Browns. And you know, put, if we win next week, then obviously we're, we could potentially be top of the division. Who would have thought that as well? So I do sort of agree with him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we. We maybe have, or maybe a bit too overexcited, but at the same time, six and three with the schedule we've had and the games that are are up and coming, it it's, it has to be taken. And I said a couple of weeks ago, with this run of home games, we had to at least come out two and one. Of course, we we lost the Jags, but at the same time, we've come out two and one, and that's all that matters. So on upwards and onwards, like I say. I'm gonna make a, a bold prediction
1: here, and I hope this doesn't come oh. back to haunt me. There's going to be an ASC North team in the ASC Championship game. In January, and I think it's going to be the Steelers. I think if now I know there's a lot of things going against us in terms of key players, and you know, the, we finally got the run game going there. The pass game was open up. Deontay Johnson was unfortunate not to have more more catches, and the, the, one of the first passes down the field should have been a touchdown. I think he was held a little bit. Well, we won't say anything about that, but uh, yeah, AFC North represented in the, in the, the, the AFC Championship game. You heard it here first.
0: Dave's face let up. I have to say, for me and Jimmy, we're definitely in Vegas the week after that, so you would hope. You would hope. Um, I have to say, I agree, in the sense of the AFC North. I think it's just such a good division, and we'll talk about it, and we'll be second in terms, not just Sunday, but Thursday night as well. Before we get Dave's reaction to that big bowl prediction, let's hear from Mike Tomlin first, after the game against Packers.
3: You know, just another tight ball game, man. I'm really just appreciative of the mindset of our group, man. They just... They, they want to make the significant plays and the significant moments, and it's a good thing because uh, these games are always tight. Uh, let's talk about why it was tight. Um, we lost some significant possession downs early in the game, uh, a couple third downs. They not only converted them, but they turned them into scores, um, those two touchdowns in the first half. We got to be able to win those downs and fight for those, those four points, uh, make people settle for field goals. We weren't able to do it. And so the game got tight. Uh, we, we had to settle for a few field goals some. Uh, they played on the back of those two uh, touchdown opportunities. And so it was game on from there. Um, but really appreciative of the effort. I thought our bigs up front on offense did a really good job of kind of controlling it. I thought we were able to run the ball effectively and, 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 and that's a good posture to play from. Uh, we made the necessary Splash plays on defense in the waning moments, man. When they got somewhat one-dimensional, um, they do a really good job, man. Of kind of keeping you off balance schematically and you know minimizing that young quarterback's exposure to a, to a defense. But later in the game, man, when it gets a little bit thick, I thought we would have our opportunities and we did, and we made them. Um, and so excited about that. Uh, bumps and bruises associated with play. Uh, Pierce Quan Alexander has a, has a serious lower body injury, uh, he's being evaluated, um, but, but not promising there. Deontay Johnson had a, a thumb, uh, was able to finish. Ken O'Neill Neal uh, had, had a rib injury of some description, um, and um, I think we had Trent in there at the end of the game for him. And so, um, you know, we got to assess who's available to us and put together a good plan. Uh, we won't make excuses about about who we have available, who we don't. We'll we got an appropriate amount of time to prepare. We're going on a, a divisional road game, and so you know what that means uh, in the north has our attention. Coach Tomlin, talent
0: like it is hey. a AFC Championship. Would you fly to Pittsburgh? When I fly to Pittsburgh, I go swim to Pittsburgh.
2: You, if you walk? We're in the AFC Championship. <laughs> I'll walk. I might I mightn't last very long, but I'd certainly walk. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's that's as bold as you come. Like I mean, you could go a step further and say, you know, forget about the FC Championship. We're going to get the Super Bowl, but I'm, it's 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 a good prediction. And you know, as lot you know, you mentioned about an FC North team. I hope it's the Steelers. You know, I don't want to see the Bengals in another FC Championship game. Um, I don't want to see the Ravens in another FC Championship game, and I certainly do not want to see the Cleveland Browns in, in an FC Championship game. If they've ever gotten there, I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, in no, all honesty, it's, it's it's one of those where, you know, we, we, we still have a long way to go, you know, on the offensive side. You know, Kenny Pickett, over the past couple of weeks, maybe hasn't been his great self, although, you know, we're calling him fourth quarter Kenny. Hopefully, from going forward, he's going to prove that's true. Um, but, you know, it's... Jimmy's the boldest guy on this on this podcast, and I'm glad he, he. You know what? He's a bit of a predictor. He was right about Jill Moore, and, and he's going to be right about this one. Hopefully,
1: you'll be with Some, us. So sometimes, sometimes I know what I'm talking about, Dave. It doesn't
0: happen very often, but I'm, when I'm right, I'm right. You're you get this right. I love you forever. Let's just put it that way. And um, keep the podcast going, the February boys. And um, let's hear from TJ Watt and Kenny Pickett before we look ahead to one of the biggest weekends ever.
3: On this item
0: for this sport, we're so excited.
3: Tay, it looked like you guys were running into a lot of heavy boxes in the second half. Just that much
4: confidence in the ground game. Yeah, we were getting you know you know pretty good um, yards per carry you know, even when they were deciding to do that. Um, some of the play action things we did off it was good early. Um, gave us a chance to have some one on one shots too with George and, and Tay down the field. Uh, wish we hit on a couple more. Would have been some more explosive plays for us. But overall, uh, the way we were running the ball. Um, But, you know, we felt like we had a lot of confidence in that. what do you think led to that running game kind of carrying over from last week? I think some continuity with the guys up front, getting a chance to have some more reps together. Um, You know, having a positive game, having another opportunity to stack another positive game, which they did. And um, 22 and 30 ran great. So, um, you know, I think it was a a kind of mix of the the line and and the backs getting a good rhythm. Why do you think you weren't able to hit on more of those downfield throws? Uh, We had opportunities, we just didn't, you know, we didn't connect on them. Um, You know, had the one down uh, the left side of Tay. Had a good back shoulder to George, which was, was a really good play for us. Um, you know, just wish we had some more opportunities to do so. Um, but, you know, we got the win which is m- the most important thing.
3: Did you get a look at all at the penalty on Austin?
4: I saw the the replay. In-game, in, the, in game, you have to flip to the next play quick. Um, you know, it, it's it's tight. In that situation, I think it's tight. But, you know, it is what it is.
3: All right, Les when you see the offense uh, putting together three straight scoring drives, starting fast like that, uh, what does that do for you guys?
5: Oh, it's huge. Uh, I think it's it's always good to see the offense putting up points and sustaining long drives, being able to have us sit over there on the bench. We talk about all the great defenses that a lot of time on the bench, and it felt like I think the first half was only like 22, 26, something plays in the 20s. And this year, it feels like that's been the amount of plays we played in uh, just a quarter alone. So, um, very pleased with that. Um, but. We need more three and outs as a defense. It's something we've been emphasizing and uh, something we need to continue to get better at. TJ
3: started the game minus two starters. You lost two more as the game went on. What was your level of confidence in the group at the end of the game there?
5: Well, huge. I mean, being able to walk away with the win is huge. And um, we know it sucks when guys go down, but like I've said since the beginning is, Everybody in here practices every week. Everybody's in the same meetings. Everybody knows what the standard is. It's all about stepping up in those moments. We don't have time to sit around and sulk while we have a, a football game going on. We just need to take it in stride. And uh, I feel like we did a good job of that today. And you specifically with that noticed for him today or since you've been his team this year. What are you, what are you asking?
4: What Alanda what Roberts has brought to your group. And within- yeah, got I mean, everything
5: together today. he's got he's just got a steady voice uh, inside. He's uh, never too high, never too low, uh, very confident player. Um, he's going to get us lined up exactly how we need to. And that's all we really need as a defense. Uh, we just need to be on the same page. And he's a guy that's been able to do that since he's been here, a uh, true
0: professional, and uh, he's making some good plays for us as well. OK, TJ Watt can he pick it off to the big win against Green Bay Packers. Um, Packers who won last week, losing to Pittsburgh, a big win for the Steelers, going second free in the season. And while we do obviously always have sort of sort of boundaries where you hit and up and down times, the Steelers have got in the Dublin this weekend over five hundred second free in the season. And no, they're not playing in Dublin, gents. There is a watch party, the Pittsburgh Steelers watch party, in the Hogan Suite, the iconic Hogan Suite in Croke Park Stadium. This Sunday starts at four PM. The game is at six o'clock Ireland time, and we're really excited. And that's all could not be say. could not be more excited. Been being, being
1: dreaming of this coming weekend since it was first announced. Uh, it's like, it's going to be absolutely great just to bring all the Steelers nation and you know a large portion of the of the the wider NFL community together in Dublin on such a large scale. I mean it's it's a historic event for the sport on the island and it lays down a marker for how Ford how far the sport in general has come. I mean, I, I've been banging the drum of American football in Ireland for I don't know how long now. And I, I could have never envisioned something like this happening. So um, the fact that it's the Steelers is just an, an added bonus. It's it's going to be such a good
0: night and such good crack. Dave, I'll bring you in the second. Jimmy, like you're talking about banging the drum. I mean, you look at and this is for people listening to this podcast maybe not just from Ireland and maybe you're not a Steelers fan as your first team but you've adopted them this is a big moment the NFL came to Dublin and also Belfast for live events uh, up to five six years ago Mm. and uh, we've seen guys like Alex Collins rest in peace he was there and Earl Thomas Jay was there just it was it was a great night and there was a lot of people there this is different this is the first time a team has marketed itself in the country and Jimmy, just just to look at the journey. You know, the Steelers announced the partnership or the marketing strategic option in in May this year, and it just goes from there. We've got games on off the ball, we have got games on the radio. We had the preseason games in GA go, and the Steelers obviously really committing themselves to this market. And this is, I'm sure, the first of many things that they're going to have in this market. With the eventual hope that it just keeps growing and growing and growing, and to have hundreds of people. Watching the yeah. Steelers in Ireland in a stadium that is so close to—I know all of us lads—it's it's our national stadium. It's—it's it's a huge deal, uh, and people will be watching around Ireland, around the UK, around the world this weekend for such a big game. Uh, how's the nerves, Jimmy?
1: Well, obviously, I hope that the Steelers get the win. Uh, I think it's going to be a tougher test than the the Packers. Uh, the Packers was. Um, but I, I think like it's gonna be such an atmosphere there. We're, we're all gonna be cheering them on from Dublin. But I think the I think it could get it could get tens of times if the T- Steelers don't perform the way we we hope they will. Um, but it's gonna be like it's just a fantastic atmosphere. Like just just even getting to be among fans, Mike, and watch, you know, I mean, we all we're all there for a common reason, right? We all love this sport, we all love this game, we all love the Steelers, but most of us love the Steelers. Um so like it's just gonna be and like you said, it's it's the first of many. And I think the sport of American football in Ireland is just gonna go from strength to strength with, with the with the inter, with the the addition of this this event. And I think it's gonna lay a marker for for future events. And
0: um Dave, just to sort of go forward and what Jimmy said, like we'll not go into everything in terms of what the Cedars are doing, but they're doing multiple things this weekend. You'll see a lot of that stuff on on social media this weekend. But the main thing is is the watch party. How did you feel when you found out that Alan Flanagan and Antonio Holmes were coming over? And Jimmy, don't worry, I'll get your thoughts in a second. But I was, uh, Dave, when I heard Antonio Holmes, I went, my God. It shows you not just the excitement levels, but the commitment to the market. That is sensational because we have seen, um, like for example, the Jets have got a party in Manchester next weekend. The Bears have got a huge party in Madrid this weekend. I think that's the biggest ever I've seen outside of like, the steelers of mexico in europe it's one of the biggest and it's going to be something to remember to see santonio and Allen. is going to be special for anyone if you're a steelers fan or an adoptive fan this sunday
2: no you're you're just right having those two legends you know as you say in our national stadium watching the steelers i mean a year ago if you had to say that out loud it just you know someone would have you know said what are you what are you talking about? Like, but at the same time, it's, it's just really shows you how far we've come. I was going to, I was going to say, Michael, it's a culmination. Obviously there's still a lot of work to do. Of course, like it's, it, but it's, it's a massive moment, not just for St- our Steelers fans, but as, I say, as, N- as Jimmy said, NFL fans on the island. Because so I, I feel we're not just going to see Steeler jerseys on, on Sunday. We'll probably see a few, you know, Browns, who knows, maybe sneaking in. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's a, it's a massive moment. And to have Santonio Holmes and, and Alan Finesco over, it's just, it's a blessing. And um, what I can say, I, I, honestly, I can't wait. It's been something we've all marked on our calendars for the past couple of months. And it's just finally to be great to be um, sitting down, maybe getting a few uh, a few pints and watching the Steelers and Crow Park. And again, it, even saying it out loud, it doesn't feel real,
0: but uh, it's happening. And, you know, all I can say is, here we go. And Jimmy, like, tickets sold out in minutes a few, mm. a couple of months ago. And I remember sitting... That morning going, wow, it's sold out incredible. They bring out a very limited selection of tickets a couple of a few days ago. Yeah. I, I tried to add a couple to the basket so it gives some away for some fans that really want them because my DMs are going nuts. People are trying to get tickets for this. They can't get them. It shows you how how highly yeah. demanded this is. Um I dropped a text about Alan Fanagan, you boys must have been buzzing. Like Santonio Holmes, like, yeah. Jimmy, you must be well, buzzing One like MVP of the Super Bowl.
1: Exactly. And like <laughs> When I saw San Antonio announced, I was like I was so excited because not only was that game my first ever Steelers game that I watched that I stayed up late to to watch it on a school night uh, back in two thousand and two thousand and nine now, I think. That game yeah. was he was also the oh, first I think. yeah. He was also the first Steelers jersey that I actually owned. So to to get to, you know, to have the opportunity to to get to chat to him a little bit next weekend and just to be able to talk Steelers football. Uh, with himself and Alan, like it, it's just, it's just fantastic. And you know the fact that these legendary players are coming over as well, it really shows you that, that the level of commitment that the Steelers have to Ireland and the thought and preparation that they're putting into this event. Um, no, I think it's going to be a really, really special evening for for everyone who's there.
0: I had the chance to chat to a team from Sky Sports who were in Pittsburgh Week One uh, at the weekend in Germany. Not to name drop here, but it does make sense. They were talking about Santonio in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. in week one and he was telling them just how much he was so excited about not just this event but more so the partnership that the Steelers are going down with the island of Ireland. He cannot wait for this and that's a genuine sort of moment of he's so excited. So look I'm buzzing I can only imagine how buzzing you boys are and I know we're going to have some great fun this weekend. I will say this before we get into the game you see us on Sunday come up say hello say hello. Ask us what the crack is. Don't hate me and me, me and Dave because we're the drone. We're good lads. We're grand. It's all good. Um, here, that's genuinely though. Like, I'll start with you, Dave. Cleveland. They've got their issues of quarterback. They have got one hell of a defense. We have seen in games throughout the last few weeks. The game against Indianapolis was one hell of a game to watch because both sides of the ball were going crazy. They didn't have a great game against the Seahawks. They beat the Arizona on the Cardinals pre Catamurray coming back. And then to have that comeback against Baltimore, who now plays Cincinnati and for like We're going into a game on Sunday where we know what's going on in the North. There's a huge opportunity at stake here this week. How do you want to see the Steelers stop the Browns in Cleveland? The defense has to be on fire to Limit.
2: You know what, you're just right, Michael. Uh, the defense has to step up, as they usually do. Um, but this, Cle- this Cleveland Browns defense, they're... Like I said at the start of the year, we have we had one of the toughest defenses coming out of the blocks. We had the 49ers. we had the, you know, we had the Browns as well. So this defense is for real. In my opinion, I think the signal hardly won them the game. I think with the interception, the pick six, sort of got the the, the game rolling. And they've been only a team to sort of put a, put the brakes on Lamar over the past couple of weeks. You know, there's a quarterback that's trounced the Lions and he's trounced the Seahawks and he's he's beating everybody around him. So this defense is is for real and you know, we we need a massive step up from the offense, you know, if, if this run game can continue that trend, then I'm all for it but i um, just say, you know, it's not even the defense I'm worried about, you know, Deshaun Watson, he's not the same player he was as controversial as it says, he's just not that it's, it's hard to, you know, replicate his, his form as he has as a, as a taxon but at the same time, if we can offensively, if we can move the ball up and down the field against this strong defense not only is it an opportunity this week but it's an opportunity going forward and I hope that is what's going to happen. So um, I'll just jump in here with a prediction. It's going to be very low scoring. I'm not expecting a a massive game because I'm predicting massive scorelines over the past couple of weeks. It never works out. And I'm going to go 17-16 Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland. And it's going to have us biting our nails right to the end. Could you imagine 17-16 in here? Like it's
0: going to be nothing. The whole will be bouncing. It will be bouncing long term. And like i tell you what, after last week, after being in the game where it was low scoring, I want points, boys, but I want the Steelers mm. to win. Like to jump on what Dave said, Jimmy, I want to see a defensive performance. I'd like to see even more from Kenny with sort of, yeah, okay, use a run game when you want. Yeah. It's that. fine. Get the ball down the field, George Pickens, the on Johnson. Yeah. Get some scores on the board. We've seen the Browns are very up and down at certain points, especially at home. And like Dave's spot on. We, like, what Deshaun Watson are we going to see on Sunday? This is an opportunity here for the taken, the potential to go seven and three in the season going into the second half of November, going into December, we cannot let this down. If we were to be 7-3, no. the potential for a postseason push becomes so much more open yeah. to get and run. Tell me your thoughts ahead of this game. Give me your pick. Well, I actually got
1: a, got a text message from my good friend Twist earlier on who mentioned that Deshaun is in a walking boot or was in a walking boot after the game. And obviously, you never like to see any players get injured. But if it means that we see... um PJ Walker, I forget forget who the backup quarterback is for the Browns. Obviously, that gives us more of an advantage, especially with our slightly depleted secondary and inside linebackers. I I completely agree. Okay, fantastic. We've got the run game established finally. Uh, We've got some some good chunk plays. We've got our running back scoring points. Um, Kenny wasn't exactly on point with his receivers yesterday evening. So, obviously, you'd like to see a more balanced attack. Um, definitely get Deontay, get, get George Pickens involved more often. And I, I know he's, he might be getting double cover, but find ways to get him open, find ways to work him into the offensive scheming. He's such an explosive playmaker. And in contested, catch, in contested catches, nine times out of 10, he's going to make that grab, even if it's on the sideline. So force feed Pickens the ball, use the run game to open up the pass game. And uh, look, just... Let's have a more balanced approach on offense, and I think I think we should be okay. But I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game as well. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go 17-14 as well. Actually, um, I think it's going to be that low-scoring. It's going to it's going to be an absolute nail biter. We've seen the last two games that the Steelers have been in have come down to to last play interceptions, and I think it's going to be an equally kind of. I mean, I was like you, Dave. I was. And, Packers marching the ball down the field last night I was like I don't believe we've held on this long we're going to lose the game Jordan Lowe's going to going to ruin my evening and then defense came up
0: big with that interception so I think it's going to be another tightly contested game I'm going to go above you I'm going to say 27-24 Steelers I think the Steelers will win okay. the game I think the defense gets them over the line a bit more from Kenny more points on the mm-hmm. board 27-24 but we're look. it's a full house the optimism is a fever pitch I'm excited to see you boys this weekend, more so I'm excited to see a Steelers game with a load of, load of fans. It's going to be a great, great crack. For anyone going to this watch party on Sunday, the game kicks off at 6pm, obviously. The doors to the Hogan Suite open at 4 and you're encouraged to arrive early for the pre-game experience, including full match coverage on multiple screens, analysis and entertainment, and American tailgate-inspired food. And beverages. I'm very excited for that boys, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um but that being said, it's gonna be great to see you boys. I'm very excited. Just want to give a big thanks to the Steelers for doing this. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we will see you down there on Sunday. And if you can't make it, you can listen to the game and off the ball. We'll have more, do check out the local TV lists. The game will either be on NFL Game Pass on the zone, or it could be on Sky Sports, depending on the time of recording in Ireland and the UK. We will let you know as soon as possible on that. Just check out the socials, X, Instagram, TikTok, Steelers Ireland. We can't wait, lads. Give us a here we go on a season double. Here we go.